Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rugged Radio. It's good to be back. It's having fun cruising around with all these shows we're doing. Yeah, it's kind of nice doing the weekly thing. It's good to have Actually, you back. Tw- oh, thank you very much. Yes, it's really me. I know I sound like a guy today, but I'm here. You recovering yet? Yes, sir. Good job. All right. We got two hours of fun for you tonight. Probably going to go two hours, I think. Two hours you will not regret spending with us. Lots of fun stuff on this show. We're going to – let's see. I don't know what the word is. We're going to be assertive with questions for Eric Gardner, all the things you want to know about Mr. Rundgren. We're going to have fun with that. We've got Mark Moe going to talk about Todd Toberfest, the new plans for it, and WTF, Conduit of Humanity. We don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. But we're going to find out tonight. That's why we're here, to educate ourselves and you. So get ready. What we do know is it's a fan put-together deal that involves music. So what's not to like, right? So we'll play some of that music, actually, too. We're going to do some of that. We've got clips. Want to first, though, thank Jason Sheff for our show last week. What a great guest. We had him last Thursday night. Oh, you night. did a great job with it. him. I'm just – I love him. He's just so nice. Great guy, very nice, and said he will show up at our party, and I believe him because he's good friends with Chasm, and he's got the night off, so why not, right? We'll figure out a way to make it happen. He mm-hmm. is um, He's going to be a big part of the White Album Tour, which we'll get into as well. For all you Todd Stock Westers, since we'll be talking about the Conduit of Humanity, which started at Todd Stock West, I will let you know that I'm enjoying some Guntley. From Lula, you know what that is. If you don't, no big deal. And let's get started with some announcements, Cruiser Matt. What do we got? What's going on in the Todd world? Well, uh, as you mentioned, there is the uh, it was 50 years ago today tour that's going to be starting up here in a couple of months in September, as far as we know. I I still believe there may be some more dates that can, will continue to be added. Um, but basically, what it is is celebrating the uh, White Album by the Beatles. And it's kind of an all-star band for sure. Of course, have, has our Todd Rundgren, has Joey Mullen from Badfinger, uh, Jason Sheff, the guy you just talked about um, and had on the show Thursday night last week. Uh, he was a singer with Chicago for years and years. Uh, all the teeny boppers out there, I'm talking to you. Mickey Dolenz is going to be on on the stage with them. Um, am I forgetting somebody? Um, <laughs> probably. Probably. I know Gil Asayas, it's been announced that he's going to be playing he's keys. Part of the, the key, you know, part of the uh, – there's three people that are going to be, for lack of a better term, the uh, backup band, I guess, or what is the term? Uh, the backing band. That's it, not backup. Backing band, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So who's left? I don't know. Who did I forget? Mm. Todd, Joey, Jason, Mickey. Christopher Cross, baby. Christopher Cross. Sailing, that's right. Gosh, how could I forget that? <laughs> so anyway, that's starting up in September, and, and so far there's quite a lot of dates. So if you want to find that, you can go to our uh, website, which is com. Scroll over and go to uh, tour dates, and it'll take you to EJ's page. She's always better at keeping up with that kind of thing, so you'll find all those dates there. Uh, of course, we're going to be hosting as pr- promoters one of those shows on September 28th at the Akron Civic Theater in Akron, Ohio, and we're going to be having a party the night before on September 27th. So you want to talk about that now? Absolutely. The party's definitely worth talking about. That's, you know, you can go see this concert in most towns, it looks like. They, they've still got several to announce. There's going to be more. I think there's going to be some West Coast, some more in the South. You know, yeah. I don't know what the hold, holdup is. It's coming. Well, maybe we'll ask Eric about it tonight. But the one that matters is Akron, Ohio. Why? <laughs> because we're having a party that will be like no other. we got headlining Chasm Sultan's Utopia. I mean, what's not to like Cruiser Mill? Correct. Those are such good shows, and uh, of course, everyone that's going to be at the party, probably most everybody, already knows all the players in that band very well. So Chasm Sultan's Utopia is quite a get for us, I think. Absolutely. Jesse Grass, (laughs) Gil, it's the last lineup he had. So we're looking forward to that. If you saw some of those shows, the reviews were fantastic. So that's part of it. We also have other stuff, Chris Mel, like Jill Sobule, Mary Lou Arnold, apparently Jason Chef. We have two other bands that will be performing. Imagine getting to open for Chasm Sultan Utopia. How cool is that? We are making that happen for She-Ra, the first ever Todd Utopia female, all-female tribute band. And Hermits of Mink Hollow, our long-time party band. Oh, did I say Hollow? Yeah. Well, you know, that's a great album, by the way. But anyway, the Hermits of Mink Halloween, they got that name, actually, because of the Hermits of Mink Hollow, but their first gig ever was on a Halloween years ago, like probably 12 years ago. Yep. J-Po, Photod, we will have them. We have sold a ton of tickets for this bad boy. We are... Getting close to capacity, we yep. got about maybe seventy-five spots left. Ooh, we got yeah, we got plenty of spots for the concert though, because we got a big ass concert hall in the Akron Civic Theater, twenty-five hundred capacity. So there's still tickets available for that, and that's going to be a fun show. We got tickets as low as thirty-eight dollars. No excuse not to go to that if you're in the area, or want to travel to the area you mm-hmm. can fly into CAK or CLE whatever you want and then you get to see the, you get to go to the party you get to go to the concert it's going to be a lot of fun and I, you know people that have been with us for years Cruzmo they know there's something special about the Akron Civic that's where A Watts debuted Todd Healing debuted the first yeah. USA orchestra shows we did Icron there it's a fantastic theater where you can feel the love for Todd even though this isn't all Todd, this will be the same vibe. 
I can assure you, because we know who bought tickets in the first five rows plus, right, in the pit. So anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we want to welcome, of course, Mickey Dolan's fans, everybody else, and I know uh, Todd fans are great with that kind of stuff, so it's going to be fun. Right. Okay, we need to be clear. Uh, Concert tickets for the 28th uh, can be found on Ticketmaster. Everybody knows how to do that. And party tickets are a whole nother ball game. Um, They're not on Ticketmaster. You're not going to find it there. Um, It's best to go to our website or our Facebook page and uh, sign up for the event page, by the way, while you're there. And um, the the party tickets, the way it's been lined out is you can buy a ticket just to the party, or you can buy a ticket for the party and a hoodie, or the party, a hoodie, and a bus trip, round trip to the concert the following night. Or you can just buy your bus ride, uh, whatever you want. You can buy it all. $135 is the tip-top amount you, you will have to spend if you want it all. So check that out. And um, uh, one more thing before I have a question for you, Doug. Um, I put out the feelers last, yesterday, I guess, that we like the fans to help with decorating the ballroom for the party. And that means doing tabletop decorations, little centerpieces. And what, I, what I've asked for is for people to email me or contact Mel Kane on Facebook and pick one of your favorite Todd or Utopia songs. You have a few hundred to choose from. And let me know if you want to do a table topper and for what song. And people like to have a lot of fun and be very creative. Sometimes they have little electrical lights, you know, lighting up their their thing. I remember in particular from one of our parties, someone did a centerpiece for the Drunken Blue Rooster that had a, a stuffed rooster playing a piano. Do you remember that one with beer cans all <laughs> over course. the place? Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was a standout. So put your creative caps on and um, get get to work and – but let me know what song you want to do because we sort of want to avoid duplicates. So either send me an email at cruisermel at yahoo.com or you can find me, Mel Kane, C-A-I-N, on Facebook. And then my other my question to you was, what's going to happen? You had a contest going that if you purchased your ticket to the party <laughs> by midnight last night, you were going to be thrown into a, a hat or something. Your name was going to be thrown into a cap. And somehow, by random draw, someone's going to win a meet and greet? That is a wonderful question. We have at least 200 entries. So you have a 1 in 200 chance, I'd say, something like that. We have to figure out how we're going to do it. We want to do it where it's so fair and square it's ridiculous. We're going to try to do a Facebook Live feed. The issue is right now, just be patient because i got to make sure – so, for example, uh, Renee Champion bought four tickets. So I have to find out, which she's already told me, but I have to find out who those three people are. And this goes for everybody that bought multiple tickets. So I'm getting close. I'm about 85% there. I still have some people need to email me. We want to make sure everybody gets a chance. And then, okay. you know, we're going to be thrilled. Everybody's going to be thrilled for the winner, even if it's not you. It'll be fun. I'll get to represent, you know. So we have uh, – purchased a meet and greet and we're going to give it away we're just trying to 
We'll figure it out, but we're going to have fun with it. Don't worry about that. It'll be as fair as it can get. We will prove it. We will do it live. I just got to come up with a game plan. So maybe next week, maybe if we do another show or something, we're chasing people. I think we have a shot at Mickey Dolan's, believe it or not. Uh, we got some other stuff we're working on. We want to keep entertaining you and convincing you that going to Akron is a no-brainer for the few left that don't understand this phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get one of your dogs to somehow spin a wheel or something. <laughs> uh, you know what? I actually thought about spin a wheel today. I'll tell you about that later. But uh, Veronica's asking about the tables. We'll get back to you on that because tables and stand-up tables, sit-down tables, it's all going to kind of depend on how many tickets we end up selling. Uh, you know, we try to mix it up, and we want to have as many places for people to sit as possible but you know the room's only so big so we will do our best to accommodate that and then we'll come up with an idea for the table size but i mean typically they're about i don't know mel what you say the size of a record you know maybe a the size of an old album record oh you mean for the like centerpiece that. yeah yeah i mean they can be bigger or smaller or taller or skinnier um doesn't matter we don't want it to take up the whole table because people of course will want to put their drinks down and their purse and course get a little plate of food or a piece of cake and and whatnot mm-hmm. think of like centerpieces the centerpiece sizes you would see at a typical wedding or bar mitzvah or something like that right and here's the thing the first thing step one you got to volunteer and mel's got to have enough people then we'll worry about the rest she will inform you just like with the hoodies for example if you ordered a hoodie i will be asking you for your size at some point <laughs> speaking of all that stuff too the civic's going to ship tickets out starting mid to late July. So, Ooh, that's exciting. Okay. Yeah, if you ordered from us, you got hard stock tickets. You got the old school. You'll have a ticket stub. The fun and right way to do it, right? In our opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Some people like printing at home. And don't panic if you lose your ticket or you forget your ticket. They will take care of you. The Civic has got this figured out. So you just go up with your ID and say, hey, this happened. And uh, they can reprint. This is 2019. The system works differently, Cruiser Mo. <laughs> it's not old school where you have to stand out overnight to, to get your <laughs> ticket from the ticket master the next morning. <laughs> Correct. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Thank heavens. We'll have cake. Somebody's mentioned that, of course. We'll have cake. We'll have some appetizers. We'll have all Cash kinds bar. of stuff. And, you know, you mentioned the table toppers. We could have had Bill Bricker do those, but we like fans to do those and get involved and have some fun with it and like to see the creativity of the creative people in this group. Bill will be doing plenty, though. He's going to do a lot of uh, displays and all kind of fun stuff, so get ready for that. That's gonna. If you've never been to one of our parties, you're going to be blown away by that, among many things. But it's um, always fun, especially the cardboard cutouts. People love those. Hey, I got an email from Bill Salam. Uh, it's not for a centerpiece, but I need to find out what he's talking about. It sounds really cool. He says he has the original schematics for A Wizard or True Star that he'd like to bring to the party. So if anybody knows what that is, please feel free to educate me. Wow, that sounds, sounds fun. Cool. I've tried like hell to buy that from Arthur Wood, but the original artwork he claims he had a buyer 
but yeah. he never did answer me when I said, did you sell it? Anyway, if you're calling in, if you're Eric or anybody else supposed to be our guest, press 1 so we know that's you. And we will unmute you so we can have a nice discussion. Fred has already called in. I think uh, Mr. Gardner is here. We got a lot of questions for him. He is not expecting. <laughs> Eric is. Hi, here? Eric. Hello. Oh, Eric, are you with us? I am. Hi. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, let's start with the perhaps elephant in the room. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame disappointed all of us with their voting situation after we rallied the troops and everybody voted for Todd, number three, in the van voting. So Todd has come out publicly and said, I don't think I'll go if they do it again. Are you going to be able to talk him into it? Because if he does, we'd like to see it, if he gets in, of course, well, which is going to happen. It's a matter of time. Well, I, you know, in uh, 45 years, I've very rarely talked Todd into anything. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I I can't guarantee that uh, uh, that if if he gets in, he'll be there. I just can't guarantee it. Would I personally like to see it? Sure, but uh, I got to respect the guy's uh, uh, perspective on this. But it'd still be good to see him get in, and it'd be more maybe fun if he said, you know, what I'm not going to go, but. Hopefully we'll uh, see him in there at some point. A lot of people want that for whatever reason. Uh, speaking of Todd, he's got a couple of months off. Um, is he just vacation, or is there a new album coming out? What's going on? Uh, well, no new album coming out. He has been sporadically working on um, uh, additional collaborations like he did on White Night. Uh, and so, uh, at some point, uh, those will start to be released, uh, whether they're going to be released one by one in the old fashioned way, uh, like in the 1950s and early sixties when, you know, there was a single, then it was another single, then there was six singles, each with a B side. And then, wow, let's put them all together on an album. Don't know if that's going to be the configuration or whether he's going to just wait until, uh, and do it all at once on an album. Again, it'll be up to him. And happily, we have a uh, very cooperative, indulgent uh, record company in Cleopatra uh, who uh, uh, pretty much uh, lets Todd do uh, what he wants to do. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember every time we used to sign a new record deal, or at least we're, we were in discussions on signing a new record deal, and uh, when it got serious, I would bring Todd into the record company, and uh, and he'd sit with whatever record company president it was, and he said I he would say I just want to make one thing clear, you know you don't tell me how to make records I don't tell you how to sell records. <laughs> so well, that's typical. That's well, no, but in this in this in this case, it's, it, it, Cleopatra is very artist oriented. And, uh, you know, so they didn't even need Todd to say that. They they don't mm -hmm. tell artists how to make records, but they do know how to sell records. And so Todd's very happy there. We've been pleased with Cleopatra, the fans. I know they, they've done a great job and released some good stuff, and it's been a lot of fun watching all that happen. But there was some talk about two different collaborations that one of them I thought would be out by now. There's one with the Roots, Quest Love, and another one with Mike Keneally, which Todd discussed at Todd Scott and um, – yeah, let me yeah, let me tell you about those. Yeah, I'll tell you about those two things. Uh, the Questlove thing has just been going on for years and years and years. 
you know, Questlove obviously is extremely busy with the TV show, and Todd's very busy with his stuff. Uh, you know, there there uh, there is every intention that someday that's going to be completed and come out because uh, it's a it's a you know mutual admiration society between Questlove and, and Todd. So we just got to be patient on that one. And uh, on the Mike Keneally thing, uh, that is uh, in the embryonic stage of um, a, a possible uh, original musical stage production that would debut in the Netherlands sometime in 2020 in collaboration with Co. De Clote. Uh, he's the guy that uh, that we have done the the uh, orchestra, the Dutch orchestra, Metropole Orchestra gigs with in uh, in um, in the Netherlands over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that project again, as not yet completely defined, uh, but uh, uh, I should be talking to Keneally uh, in the next week or so to start getting some clarity on, on, uh, on the collaboration. That's exciting stuff. Uh, anything Cody Clay touches seems to be awesome for Todd. It's good stuff. We're looking forward to that. Of course, what, <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about how Todd got involved in the horror flick business. <laughs> well, that's Cleopatra. I mean, Cleopatra has got a movie division, you know, they release low-budget, mostly horror movies. They do about, you know, six or eight or ten a year. Uh, and uh, about a year and a half ago, they called up and said, hey, uh, we may have a, a uh, extended cameo opportunity for Todd in one of these. And, uh, and, and so uh, Todd said, sure, uh, it's in the can. It's still being uh, – uh, well, actually, I guess it's available now. It's out. I, I'm yeah. not sure if you it's available. Seen it, obviously. Yeah, it's okay. out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what happened. Uh, we went into Topanga Canyon in the middle of the night in the forest and, and shot some stuff, and uh, that, uh, and and the uh, uh, the makeup artist was uh, really good and imaginative, and uh, and you know so so there you are. Well, they, they the would fans you like to do more? You would absolutely, you know, any any uh, any film producers out there with a role for Todd. Send it our way. <laughs> Not afraid to do B movies. People love Todd's part. They didn't love the movie that much. Some people liked it okay, but uh, it's it's a, that's a really interesting, came out of nowhere kind of thing. So good story. Appreciate that. And, yeah, uh, look, it's got... not it's not Citizen Kane, but Todd had you know Todd was uh, the thing that struck me about Todd uh, and, and surprised me pleasantly surprised me was you know, that scene in the record store, for instance. Uh, you know, Todd really underplayed it. You know, very, mm-hmm. very subtly, uh, you know, he had, and I thought it was a very clever choice because he's not a trained actor, and I thought that came across very effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been getting, Well, he's always uh, said he'd like to be an actor, so yeah. he, he's, he's mm-hmm. been studying for years, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 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 unofficially, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's put on some some great acting performances at some of the shows we've seen, actually too. So well, last well, but not that, least, well, on he's Tom, a nat- yeah, he's natural. He's natural born in terms of that. Uh, you know, ju- just his gestures, uh, the 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 gesticulations he does with his with his hands and his face during uh, to to 
to to give visual uh, a, a little visual enhancement to the lyrics of a particular song. They're very, you know, they're they're really effective and uh, and not. Uh, uh, um, it, it's it, they're. I don't want to say sincere. They're genuine. You know, they're mm-hmm. they don't look affected, is what I mean. Uh, they're not Bo Bice you know, pointing so to it, the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> got gotcha. you. People yeah. do. People have complimented that for this last tour, which has uh, people absolutely loved it. And some theory was out that maybe this was kind of Todd's fu to the Hall of Fame by doing his best stuff and putting on such a great show. I mean, this was super Well, no, not, not, not in the least. Uh, what it actually was was an opportunity uh, for, for the first time, really, for him to, to have absolute justification to do a chronological uh, performance of his hits uh, in conjunction with the release of the autobiography. Uh, and, um, you know, so... Uh, uh, you know that was really uh, the the motivation for for the structure of the tour. At least Act One of the structure of the tour was mm-hmm. to what was to conform to the uh, the narrative uh, in the book. Hmm. Well, what did you think of yeah. this book? Oh, I th- well, I thought it was well. First of all, I thought it was brilliantly structured. Uh, you know, the idea of the single chapter, the idea of the three paragraphs, you know, uh, I, I'm sure you guys and maybe <laughs> a lot of the people listening have already realized that you can read the book in its normal way, page by page, but you could also just read the first paragraph on every page. And that tells a, a, a much more linear story. Um, you know, so leave it to Todd to come up with a way to uh, read read a book in several different ways and, and several get different several ways. different, you know, <laughs> get and get you know come away with several different in uh, uh, you know interpretations of it. Well, yeah, it was really you know, nice. But, but I, I thought could... I thought it was I thought it was really really good. I th- I thought so too. I like the format like you were talking about because. Sometimes if you're waiting at the dentist office, literally you may only wait two minutes or you may wait 30 minutes. So you could get 30 chapters read or two, and that little story is wrapped up. So I, I love exactly. it. But, yeah. Eric, we we know that you're a stickler for grammar, and that book was not edited for some reason. What, what was the reasoning behind well, it? Well, it actually was edited. Here's what happened. Uh, you know, it immediately stole out of its – uh, um, well, first of all, uh, there were uh, a, a couple of outlets like Barnes and Noble and Amazon uh, pre-ordered a lot of a lot of books, and so they rush released the uh, 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 the book to, to Amazon and to uh, Barnes and Noble for their orders uh, before all of our corrections were implemented. Mm. Uh, and so uh, right, right now, I think the book is in its seventh printing. I think it was either the fifth or the sixth printing, um, depending on when you bought the book, that the uh, that all of the corrections were implemented. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, so yeah, so that explains that. If you were, and I think most fans ordered it early or bought it early at a bookstore, <laughs> and, and you know, and they got the un, un the, the version that had not yet 
been fully corrected. Uh, that's a collector's item. That's what that is. <laughs> now you got to go buy the corrected one. You got you got the collector's yeah. item. You need to wrap up and hide somewhere, and then buy the new one. You just doubled yeah. your sales. Awesome. Hey, is he planning so, on? Um, I I think I know the answer, but uh, is he planning on resurrecting the the book signings at any time? You know, we haven't really talked about that. Um, you know, it, it, it'll depend what the next solo tours are like. You know, it's not appropriate for the uh, for the upcoming White Album tour. Uh, yeah. But um, you know, we, uh, you will have to see what 2020 uh, looks like in terms of uh, show structure. You know, what the you know, what the concept of the show is. Okay. And uh, you know, it's certainly uh, look. A book is timeless. You can you know do book signings anytime doesn't have to be right when it comes out so uh, right. and he does enjoy he does enjoy those you know it's, yeah people uh, loved it yeah yep. fans loved it you know and so we got one more Todd question and we actually have a question for you from our chat room tell us a little bit about this white album tour how it came about and uh, what you know about how they picked the players and that kind of thing well, uh, you know, we have done – when I say we, uh, I should say Todd has done, you know, a couple of these themed tours over the years. Uh, there's a producer, a tour producer named Toby Ludwig, who uh, uh, has carved out a really nice uh, uh, corner of the business for himself doing themed tours. He's the guy that does Happy Together every year. He's the guy that does Hippie, Hippie Fest every year. Uh, and then he does these occasional themed tours, uh, you know, Walk Down Abbey Road and the Sgt. Pepper one. You know, Todd, Todd participated in both of those. Uh, and um, so, uh, uh, you know, Toby called me up and said that he uh, had a concept for the 50th anniversary of the White Album. Of course, the first thing I pointed out to him is it's actually the <laughs> 51st anniversary of the White Album. Uh, but he seemed, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> we're, th Rolling. that doesn't sound as good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he also manages Christopher Cross. And right. so, uh, you know, Christopher was, uh, you know, the first guy that raised his hand and said, okay. And then um, uh, uh, Toby told me that he had spoken to uh, Mickey Dolenz's people, and Mickey was really interested. I, I hadn't realized this because, frankly, I didn't realize the monkeys were taken taken so seriously in the '60s as, you know, uh, as serious artists. Uh, but Mickey apparently was uh, just hanging out at Abbey Road Studios during the in, uh, entire making of of uh, Sgt. Pepper. And he was in wow. the room with the Beatles while they were, while they were recording. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, you know, who knew? Yeah. Uh, you know, so and Mickey's seriously one of the hardest working guys in show business. He goes all over the world performing, um, you know, uh, as himself performing all the monkeys hits. And uh, so anyway, so uh, I, Toby told me that Mickey was on board and that he, they, he had spoken to Joe, Joey Mullen, who, of course, was the last surviving original member of Badfinger. Todd, of course, produced one of the Badfinger albums. Uh, and there's the Beatles connection, uh, and um, and then uh, um, Jason Chef uh, for the last thirty, he's kind of flown under the radar, but he is amazing. He uh, for the last thirty something years, he's been the lead singer in Chicago. He took over 
from original lead vocalist Peter Cetera when Peter retired in the 80s or left the band in the 80s. And, you know, he sings all those hits and uh, has done for 30 years. Amazing voice. He's also a bass player. And um, so anyway, I, you know, I, I uh, talked to Todd about it and we decided it uh, uh, sounded, sounded like a fun thing to do. We think it's going to be a lot of fun, so uh, that's great, great stuff. Now, we promise not to keep you too long, so we've already had you over a couple of minutes, but I have a question from our most curious Todd fan of all time, Catherine Sowers, wants to know, do you have long-term relationships such as you have with Todd with any other of your clients? Uh, yes, um, uh, with many of my clients uh, over the years. Uh, I'm going into my 33rd year with Paul Schaefer. Um, uh, prior to her semi-retirement, I was with uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, for 30 years. Uh, I managed Bill Wyman from the Stones for 23 years until he retired. Uh, Rick Wright from Pink Floyd until he unfortunately passed away. Uh, and uh, Kenny Jones from The Who until he uh, left the band and Ringo's son, Zach, replaced him. Uh, these are all, you know, 15, 20, 25 year relation. Oh, the E Street Band uh, for like 23, 24 years. Uh, so hey, the answer is yes. The Not, but, but, but Todd, Todd is by far the longest uh, relationship. Eric, you're, you're, you've left out the Osmonds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, uh, well, that's true. I left out many, many names. <laughs> that's a big one, man. Yeah, Donnie like, Marie, uh, for years, right? Uh, well, I actually never, I actually never managed Marie. I managed Donnie for many, many years, and uh, you know, produced and still produces, uh, or I'm still the uh, uh, the, the original producer on the Donnie Marie show in, in, at the Flamingo, and I did put the Osmonds back together again, all seven of them, for mm. a world tour in 2000 in January of 2008. Uh, they had, it had been a very long time since the seven of them had been on the stage together. Um, but what I just did to, that tour. I didn't, sorry. What, what happened to Sorry. Todd producing a Donnie album? That was a rumor for a while back in the arena. There days. Was, oh, there were conversations about that. Yeah. The, the Donnie and Todd and I had a number of conference calls about that. And it was just a timing thing. It was like the Pete Townsend empty glass album, just a time, a timing thing. You know, everybody gotcha. wanted it to happen and just couldn't work it out. So, all right. The, well, we're gonna let you run, but I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna try one more time because I tried this years ago when you're on the show. What happened with Johnny Rotten? <laughs> well, uh, uh, the uh, uh, the kindest way I can put it is that uh, uh, it 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 fell into the. Uh, 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 and I mean this in the most loving way. Uh, it fell into the, uh, finally fell into the life is too short department. Uh, so, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Just, uh, that's ha uh, that, that that that's happened four or five other times in the last fifty years, uh, and you know it's so. Uh, but that, but it was a very a very interesting run. You know, I started out yeah. managing just John. And uh, you know, and then we got the the four all four original Sex Pistols back together for a world tour in 1996. Uh, I, for those of you who are too young or may not know this, uh, 
uh, Sid Vicious was not the original bass player. The original bass player was Glenn Matlock, and the band kicked him. Uh, John and uh, and Steve uh, kicked him out of the out of the Sex Pistols uh, because he liked the Beatles too much. <laughs> uh, he, he he public he publicly said he liked the Beatles, and they kicked him out, and they brought in John's best friend uh, Sid. Um, so. Uh, so John, you know, another, another, inter- another interesting thing about the sex, another interesting thing about the Sex Pistols that people don't realize is they only ever made one studio album, you know, and then they broke mm-hmm. up. So um, they were only together for 17 months. Yeah, everybody knows who they are, though. They so made, they made a them all. They yeah. sure did. All Eric, right. Well, anything else? Uh, there? Wait, 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 wait. I, I just oh, have to right. ask this question. Just one more. We'll we'll make it real quick. Uh, Eric, a, I, I, a, I got I got, so, I got some time, guys. But, you know, that's oh, whatever you right. want. You go. Good, right. good. Uh, a a rock documentary has come out recently, playing in limited markets, called Echo in the Canyon. Uh, yes, I know it. Very, I know it very well. Okay. Well, I was when I saw it in the movie theater the other day. I wondered if, I mean, clearly you were in the business around that time. And uh, did you have any stories about any of those artists, the Mamas and the Papas or Beach Boys or anything like that? I have a ton of stories. I don't think we have enough time tonight. Uh, <laughs> but but for, every, for, for everybody that was in that movie, all the artists, yes, I have stories about each of them, firsthand stories mm-hmm. about each of them. Um, so, uh, you know, also I'm very, very sad because uh, my very dear friend Elliot Roberts passed away about uh, 10 days ago, you know, who uh, managed uh, uh, the uh, many of those people, you know, like Neil Young and Tony Mitchell, et cetera. Uh, so, um, but, uh, yeah, that was quite a time, and uh, uh, it was quite a scene in Laurel Canyon. I lived in Laurel Canyon at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so Jerry, uh, my neighbors were J- Jerry Brown was on one side of me, and uh, uh, future governor, and uh, yep. and uh, Timothy Leary, um, my future client, lived on the other side of me, and I ended up managing Timothy for about fifteen years till he died. Wow! So it was uh, it was uh, the canyon was quite an interesting place. Have you seen the film? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen. Uh, I, I, they sent me a link to it. I have not had a chance to watch the entire thing, but I, I actually did supply a clip to them. So uh, you know, I just uh, you know watched that part of it, <laughs> you know, to make sure that that it was uh, uh, that it was properly used. But um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. Yeah, you should you should definitely make a point of it. It's it's I think it's very well done and oh. Uh, some of those songs, the association and stuff like that, I'd kind of forgotten about the band names, but I certainly remembered the songs playing on good old AM radio back in the day. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, we've got one question out of the uh, chat room. People are wondering, and I guess this is re- in response to your long list of clients, wondering if you ever plan on writing a, a book. Well, I have been asked that by publishers for a long time, uh, and I've said no each time, and the only reason I've said no, my, my plan is to do it, uh, you know, and I have, you know, I, I, I've you know, made a lot of notes about memorable things, but 
in order for me to write and you know something that will be you know really entertaining and engaging and uh and uh, uh things that people haven't heard before uh in order for me to do that I'm going to have to wait until I'm no longer in the business uh, because not because there's anything salacious I would write about, but I have been a fly on the wall in many, uh, you know, rather zealot like situations. And uh, I don't want to piss anybody off while I'm still in the business uh, by revealing any, anything they might not want revealed. And again, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, weird, weird things. I'm ta- just talking about, uh, you know, situations which they they may they may feel sensitive about. So the answer is yes. I plan on doing it, and uh, you know, if I die before I do it, then my kids can take my notes and cobble it together. There you go. <laughs> well, if if, if Roman Radio is still around at the time, you're welcome to come back on, and and we'll pimp it for you. There you go. Sell the book. <laughs> Thanks. So, hey, Eric, if you um. For for a while, the fans were just begging, oh, let's do a Todd cruise. And Todd would be like, I don't want to do a cruise. And now he's doing all these cruises. Have you thought about taking any of them with him? You know, I don't take baths. That's how seasick I get. Uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, <laughs> unlikely. Unlikely, huh? Yeah, we're surprised he's doing well, something. Oh, only, only for that reason. Otherwise, you know, I've got other clients who do cruises as well. And you know, I, you know, there's always a stateroom for me if I want one. But I, you know, it's just, it would just be too uh, 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 I, I, I'd suffer discomfort. And even if I weren't suffering discomfort, I'd be suffering anticipatory anxiety that there would be, a, you know, that the seas are going to get rough or something. Yeah, Dramamine couldn't handle it, huh? So, all right, so we got uh, one more question. You know that 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 would. That would dull my. Uh, that would dull me uh, a bit. You know. Yes. That's that's even worse. Then it's no fun, right? I got you. So any any scoop you want to give us, or um, is that all top secret? Well, well I got you don't know about yet? Uh, yeah. Let me think if I if People I if I have any. <laughs> um, I can tell you there will be touring in 2020. I can tell Perfect. you there will be two. two we're already talking about. Uh, 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, never fear, uh, you know the uh, 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 the the, the uh, crusade. The crusade will continue. So the yeah. um, <laughs> Tony Bennett we got on our hands. It sounds like. Well, will there be anything in, in December like normal? Well, Todd, will we, is he not done for the year after the White House? Uh, uh, you know, we, we, we do have a couple opportunities for December, but we just. Uh, we have a lot of things to juggle, and uh, we don't. Uh, one one of the things we always have a concern about is uh, making sure that we don't burn out uh, a certain markets. Uh, right. That we that we leave that we leave enough uh, time in between visiting those markets so that uh, so that it will still be impactful, and uh, so. Uh, uh, we're evaluating those the, a few December offers that we have to see if that would if if we can do them without Im- negatively impacting some plans that we might have for 2020. Exactly. So we just haven't decided yet. So when, do you know when they're going to announce the rest of the tour for the White Album? The rest of the dates? Uh, uh, 
I, I'm thinking, you know, geez, I should have that. I should have had my calendar in front of me. I didn't anticipate that question. Uh, the only reason those dates have not been announced yet, and there are, are very many of them, uh, is because there are contractual geographical restrictions uh, from the tour, from the, in the contracts for the tour he just completed, that uh, that uh, announcements in the same market can't happen within a certain number of weeks of the play date. So we're just waiting for those uh, restrictions to to to. Uh, uh, to be lifted from a calendar standpoint, but gotcha. but really it's it, it, we're not adding like you know two weeks of shows or anything like that. It'll you know it's it, uh, it it'll be just it, it'll be you know a handful of shows. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. I'm glad I remembered. This reminded me. What about the global video? I know that Chris was getting pretty far on that one, and right before the Utopia one came out, is that going to come out ever? And are there any? What about the video for this recent tour? Any expectations on dates? The, well, uh, that'll, uh, the one on this most recent tour is a uh, is a Cleop- will be a Cleopatra release, just kind of like the Utopia one, where it will be a, a a bundle of the DVD and 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 live CD. Um, and so, uh, we haven't even mixed the audio on it yet, you know, because you know Todd only just finished the tour like what four days ago. Is, you know, is it so, going to be? A mix of the Connecticut and Penn's Peak show, or just one of the shows? I know. I think they filmed some. Uh, Connecticut uh, uh, well, I, well. Remember, the audio needs to sync up. Uh, it, you know, so it's really going to be. You really, when you're only recording one night, you really only have one shot at it. So, <laughs> I mean, when they were videotaping one night, you only have one shot at at the audio. So, um, uh, so anyway, it'll. Uh, I, I would say. You know, there, there are there are still a couple of projects on the runway at, at Cleopatra that, uh, and we quite, haven't quite decided what order everything's going to come out in uh, yet. Uh, you know, there was. What about the? We do have, like, like for instance, we did shoot the uh, the the the, the, the Moogie Klingman, you know, benefit shows a few years ago. Uh, and uh, and that's something that Cleopatra wants to release. Has been looking for a window to release, and uh, you know we and we we've got a few other things that you know that uh, that well, what about, uh, we what just about have the global? To, Is that going to be not Cleopatra? Uh, that's one. That, yeah, that, that 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 yeah, that's one of them. Uh, okay, that's one okay. of them. All right, perfect. So uh, uh, eventually it'll all come out. We just don't want to flood the marketplace, you know. Sure, gotcha. Well, you know, Todd fans, you know, they they got to save up. They know stuff's coming out. They're excited about it, though. That's good stuff. <laughs> good to know. That um, the the Moogie, um, the Moogie shows would be super popular. That's still talked about today. Those were great. Yeah, we shot York. a couple of them. Uh, you know, we great. we we shot the one that Moogie performed in, and we shot the one mm-hmm. that Moogie was too tired to perform in. All right. Well, we look forward to all that good stuff. Well, man, thanks for all the scoop. We appreciate you being on uh, and giving us all the information. Oh, yeah, sure. We will um, see you on the road to Utopia, for lack of better terms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, uh, and all you listeners, all you listeners out there, you know, we don't say it enough. Uh, thank you for all your support. You make it all possible. You know, it's really all for you. So, thanks so much. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. Well, thanks, Eric. You have a nice evening. Okay, bye-bye, guys. Bye. All right, Eric Gardner, everybody. Todd's longtime manager. God, 
30 years plus. You know, Eric's about to celebrate his 50th anniversary in the business. How about that? Wow. Tennessee Entertainment. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy. He he could he could probably we could probably keep him on for a while. The problem is not a problem necessarily. It's not the right word. I shouldn't use that word. The issue is we got a lot to talk about tonight. We only have two hours. You know, you got to love Todd Runger if you're willing to listen to us for two hours, right? So we yeah. have already eaten up 45 minutes plus, and we still got Mark Moe coming on. We still got uh, Trace Tedrick. We still got Fred Jeske. We got all kind of stuff going on. So let's start with Mark Moe. He's going to tell us a little bit here about Todd Toberfest and what's going on with that. Mark, what's happening? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Yay, everybody can hear me. I'd already lost lost the call once because you know how it is up here in the mountains. <laughs> um, Todd Todd-toberfest is nothing like I expected it to be um, in the first place. You know, I, I wanted to have, have the Intoxicats, and the Intoxicats were excited about being here. There was such a, a wonderful energy surrounding it, and then <clears> – <throat> Todd's tour came out and everything just fell apart. Um, I'm glad they're, they're still engaged and stuff, but they do want to come back. So now we're just, uh, I've been encouraged to continue on with Todd's Toberfest, and we're still going to have it at the farm. We're still going to have camping. Uh, we're still going to have access to the Sedalia Center where they're having a chili cook off. We're still going to have the stage. And is it, it instead of costing, it's just going to cost people whatever they can bring, whatever, whatever they want to bring. Can, so whatever, whatever, whatever they want to add, you know, add to it. So you're going to have speakers and everything set up. You're going to have bands, that kind of thing, like you. Oh yeah, about? yeah, yeah. I've I've, yeah. I've got I've got a PA. So I can get a PA system put up there, and I've got several bands that are going to play. Um, both acoustic bands and 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 electric bands, and and there'll be places for people if they want to jam too. We'll have have systems set up so if they wanted to come in and jam, and we'll have um, uh, uh, David Jessup is going to be there from England. Nice. He's already told me he's going to be there no matter what. <laughs> he's a good singer. That's a good one for you. Yes, he is. Well, I bet you money that your boy Dode's going to be up there performing a little bit. I I know Dode will be there. <laughs> oh yeah. He'll do comedy he'll, routines he'll his, and perform. He'll bring his chick <laughs> magnet. Yeah, he'll bring his chick magnet. Dode and the Chick Mash, right. So you got that. What are some of the other bands that we don't know about? Well, it's going to be a local band called Flying Blind. Um, uh, it's, um, it's, it's actually one of, our, one of our shuttle drivers and his band that was around there. A uh, band called Out of the Weeds. That's an acoustic band that, that uh, I have, I have I've been in, in with members of this band for a long time, off and on. Uh, the mm-hmm. Mountain Run Band. That played here. Uh, they opened up for Todd last year. Okay. And so then, I've uh, heard an acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. A couple acoustic. other acoustic duos and such, mm-hmm. and and people people floating by. Um, I know that 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 uh, Greg Eaton that that hosted the bands at 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 his um at the Clater Nature Center. That's where he housed the bands. He mm-hmm. plays music and is extremely good. He's a Todd fanatic, and will will be there playing some music for us. And it's just that we'll have campfires going and and you know barbecue and we'll have we'll have accommodations for vegetarians. Mm-hmm. We have to oh, accommodate our vegetarians. We well, know I heard that the chili cook-off. yeah go ahead. I heard that the food and that the people that 
I'm not really sure who they are, but they kind of run the land, I guess, some, somehow, or the Sedati Center. Yeah, yeah. People really like yeah. this family, and they really like the food. That'll be involved somehow? They it, they will be. They will be. It's going to be on their land still, the Coleman's okay. land, uh, and, mm-hmm. and they will be providing their grass-fed beef um, and, and farm vegetables, I mean local vegetables. Everything is going to be local there. Uh, and, and it, uh, they have, we have, if you notice from the pictures from Todd stock, we have all the grills there, those huge grills. We have the stage that we built, uh, actually that, that Troy had built. <laughs> and, uh, we had, uh, uh we have, uh, electricity that we had installed there. So there's, we don't need to worry, worry about the lights and everything. We'll bring in porta potties and just have a big camperama. So, Sounds so fun. you you actually haven't mentioned because uh, we might have some people listening that don't know anything about this area. Where is this? When is this? And where can people get signed up or, or find out more information? It's in it's in Big Island, Virginia, which is I think that that's one thing that that drew drew Todd's attention to it with the name. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's. I've lived I've lived here for 35 years, so it's, it's never been a secret to me. We're in we're in the Blue Ridge Mountains. We're real close to Lynchburg and Roanoke, Virginia, in the town of Bedford. And just if if people will just send me a text, let me know you're coming. Let me know if you're bringing an RV or not. I'll make accommodations. We'll fill what are in. the dates? What are the dates? October. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be there October sixteenth. I don't know if anybody will be on grounds in, but we're gonna we're gonna wrap up about October twentieth. October sixteenth okay. through the twentieth. Is this gonna be something yeah. I want to do every year? Sounds like it. Yes, like an it annual is. event. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. So maybe That's in twenty twenty, you might have Intoxicats, for example, is what you're shooting for. I'm I'm, cert- I'm certainly hoping. I'm, I know they are too, because they're they're just. Okay. They're fun. Yeah, Michelle yeah. did some talking to Rick, and Rick Rick really wants to be here. So I just we just gotta just gotta make it happen. Sure. It's, it's not, yeah, that's not uh, cheap. They were real popular. I know they they've done some gigs in Minnesota, oh, Chicago. Well, People were raving about them. And there was a good video that Steve Matheson did. Uh, he was over there, got lucky. He was in Hawaii anyway, and got to see him the other night. Um, oh, cool. June twenty ninth. Cool. He goes, yeah, yeah. He was over at um, in Kauai. So. There's some new video out wow. of Michelle and them performing, so that's fun. And then, so what about people though that don't want to camp out? I mean, I know there's like the hotels are about 30 minutes away, and they had shuttles for the Todd stock, but they're gonna have to they're gonna be on their own for this deal if they want to. Oh yeah, they're on their own because all my shuttle drivers are gonna be here partying with us. So it's, uh, <laughs> they're they're, yeah. they're on their own. I promised them that. They're on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are there's local B and Bs that are much closer, and they can they can they can contact uh, you know uh, anybody at the at the uh, um, Bedford um, uh, 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 visitors center, and they mm-hmm. they've got a whole list online of of B and Bs around here. Sure. Um, I mean, there's, I mean there's, there's a ton right in my little area here. All right. So people let's say them, people found them last year. Yeah. Well, let's say I say, hey, Mark, Mark Moldove. Yeah. What do yeah. I need to bring? I'm coming to this deal. What do I need to bring? Do what do I need to survive at this deal? Do I need to bring food, certain type of clothes, 
mosquito nets? What do I need to bring? Well, it's 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 the fall. It's a good good question. It's it's uh, fall time here. It's uh, temperatures here quite mild in the in the in the fall, but not too cool. We'll have a, so you want to dress dress in layers. Um, if you're not comfortable with camping, you want to um, you know have an RV on site, which which we can accommodate a couple of RVs, or the Sedalia Center will be able to accommodate RVs as they did last mm-hmm. year. And Drew took took advantage of that. They have electricity over here, um, and then then you're set up with that. They have showers and everything at Sedalia Center. Nice. Um, you, we will not have any showers. We will have 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 porta potties. It'll be rough in it camping over there. So, it's, um, <laughs> but but dress as dress as you would in a um, in mid October. So you're saying there's no showers. From the 16th to the 20th, or something like that. But you have a you have water there because I saw people swimming in the. Oh yeah, we have yeah yeah we have water there. We, we have water there. Yeah, there's just yeah. there's no there's no showers. But if anybody wants to shower, they just come over to the Sedalia Center and okay, they so don't mind them okay. using their showers. Gotcha. They certainly so didn't what, mind Todd using it last year. Absolutely. So this chili chili deal that's like a for the the city. It's kind of a big uh, event every year. They have a contest well, for cooking and stuff. Yeah, this is a city. This is a real small area, so it's just a it's a community thing. But we um we get some some we get some draw from from I've got a good twenty five thirty miles around. There'll be a good three hundred people here as well. Mm-hmm. Just for that, just for the chili cook off, not for the whole four nights. Just for just for the just for the chili. Um, Janice Marie. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that. Janice Marie will be here, and Excellent. she is she is because she is not doing her festivus this year. Okay. She's but she's decided to put all her energy to help me to run Oktoberfest, and she's going to be here cooking her vegetarian chili and entering it into the contest. That's awesome. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, what's more important? Then Janice Marie be in there. No offense to Janice. Oh yeah. Does that mean Janice Zippy Marie. will be there? Zippy will be there. Forget uh-huh. Janice. Zippy the dog. Oh, is it baby. animal friendly? <laughs> of course. She doesn't go anywhere without Zippy. It's got to uh-huh. be. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah, because there's dogs at this Todd Fest, uh, Todd Stock East. Little. Oh uh, yeah. I think Lisa Osta's dogs maybe, or was it the family uh, yeah. dog? She was petting them. Yeah. Well, Zipster I, will be I there. Incur- <laughs> when, I, when I when I saw it at, at Penn Speak, I said, we were talking about this. I said you better bring Zippy. <laughs> yeah, she this will not go anywhere friendly. without Zippy, dude. That's a lot. Zippy She's friendly. Not going anywhere. That is. That is. <laughs> but we'll have, we'll, we'll make, will be we'll the make Jackson. Race for Zip. Yeah, Zippy will replace Jackson apparently. All right. Well, Mark, that's good information, man. Where, where's the easiest place for people to contact you or to find out about this if they're interested in going? Yeah, they can they can contact me through uh, through my Facebook site. Mark Mola. Just, just, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, Mark. I'm sure it's is it under Mark Mola? I thought it was under yep. Mark Bagley. It might be under Mark Mola now. Okay, it, it, it probably is. is. Yep. I I can't Mark remember. I've changed Mo it so much. Bagley. Mark Mola. I should. There you go. I so if if you can't find Mark Mo, you can email us. You know. You know the address, Doug at RungerRadio.com. I'll get you in touch with Mark Mo Bagley if you need. So, uh, well, good I'm stuff, man. We appreciate it, and uh, we're going to keep talking about you even though we're going to let you go because you're part of this 
conduit of humanity. So I'm sure your name will be brought uh, up. Tell them, send them my love. I, I, I was wonderful working with these guys. Excellent, man. Well, thanks so much, Mark. We'll talk to you later. Peace out. All right. Bye. All right, peace out. out. All right, everybody. Mark Mo Bagley. He's the one in the Beatles T-shirt. If you're looking at our slideshow, that's Mark Mo. All right, Mark Mo has been very active too, Cruiser Mel, as you remember, in our fan bands at our parties. Love in Akron, throw money. Of course. Mark has Mark has been a leader, singer, all kind of good stuff. All right, so we are going to admit right now, Cruiser Mel is in agreement with me for once <laughs> <laughs> that we are both very ignorant. Uh, that's that sounded really southern, didn't it? About ignorant. <laughs> we are very ignorant of what we're about to talk about. So we're not going to talk about it. We're going to listen, but we're going to ask the right questions because we think you may not know much about it either. So tonight is about education and music, two of our favorite subjects. So without further ado, we're going to welcome on Fred Jeske and Trace Tedrick of Conduit of Humanity. Welcome, my, welcome, my friends. What's happening? Doug and Mel. Good evening. Good to see you guys. What's Hi. up? All right. Can so you hear me okay? this will be fun. Four of us at the same time, but you know, we'll figure it out. I'm going to start with you though, Fred. You're kind of the ringleader of this deal, sounds like. And Trace has been a very important part of it. But from my understanding, can you hear me okay? Um, we have yeah. a flash flood warning. You can hear me. Oh, no, we hear you great. Yeah, go. we hear you, no Greg. You're screaming. Stay safe. It's the dogs. It's not me. I'm. Uh, they got me tied to the bed so I can remain on this call. Thank you. There you go. Okay. All right, so I'm going to start with an easy <laughs> question. Not really. <laughs> All right. But a, a a general a general a general way of saying, you know, and I mean this in the nicest way, WTF is conduit of humanity. That's a nice way to put it. Um, and. The best way to put this is it's an idea uh, that uh, was sprouted out of Todd Stock West. Uh, okay. My initial intentions going there, and I was going all alone. So uh, let me start here. Uh, I'll start with a little dot on Facebook, and it was a little icon of Kathy Lee Branstetter. And when I found out Utopia was doing a reunion tour, I had no choice but to immediately uh, tell everybody I knew in Chicagoland, get a ticket, get a meet and greet. And that's not something that I would normally do, nor my friends. We're pretty much huge Todd fans under the radar. So we were never part of this community. Uh, we, you know, we just, we went to the shows, we listened to the records and they've, and, and Todd and Utopia has been a gigantic influence on our music all of our lives. Uh, but Seeing Cassie Lee and this strange Todd shirt on her little Facebook icon, I started stalking her. Oh. Um, I did. I, I just became friends with her. We started chatting. And um, I said, hey, I'm AAA Battery, which is what one of our bands is from our Rescord label. I'm like, you want to hear something uh, that may sound influenced by Todd, but may sound like Frank Zappa or The Residents? And she's like, sure, go for it. Send it over to her. She really dug it. We had conversations. We became friends. And from there, she's like, you should go to Todd Stock West. I'm like, all right, well, let me get the band together and let's see if we can make this happen. Uh, from there, uh, I signed up for Todd Stock West and made it there alone. 
because uh, at the time uh, it just wasn't going to work with uh, the rest of my, my bandmates. So I got dropped off basically in the Navarro forest <laughs> all alone. <laughs> uh, just, and I, let me tell you my, what my expectations were and what the reality was within seconds. And I won't even get into all the pre-planning because I got to speak to Debbie Summer uh, I got to meet uh, or speak to Al Crash and Lexi Stern and all the coordinators for music and, and the festival and all wonderful people. Uh, but going in there, the first second I stepped foot there, I, the energies shifted. I had never been in a place like that. And, you know, we all love Todd music. We all love Utopia. But the ideal of it became real within minutes. It was, it was just, it blew me away. And, so that was it. I go right to a rehearsal stage. Um, a few weeks back, uh, Debbie had uh, hooked me up with Kevin Bushman, who was a main coordinator for Top Stack West. And, uh, you know, I was like, I need some musicians. My guys can't make it. So with Kevin Bushman and Trace Tedrick and Doug Flory and Mark Molove, who was actually the Buddha on stage for the Corrosion of Buddha song, they all got <laughs> together. I sent them clips. They did the rehearsals. They learned in advance. We had about an hour and a half on the Ewok stage uh, for them to learn songs that they've never heard. Or And, and I was like, uh, I hope you like them enough. But right out of the gate, something struck me about the Toddom. And it was Trace Tedrick's just love and compassion of anything music-related and just his friendliness. And I just felt like I've, been, I've always been a part of this little group of fellows. So we get out there, we get on the practice stage, we come out, we perform. Um, Todd's sitting front and center making fun of me, and it was great. I was like, he's <laughs> mimicking me and laughing. And, you know, I said, this song is right now here. We, so we, uh, I, we initially wrote a song for Todd Stock about the present moment. And the irony of it is, is that if, if you go back to Todd's last comments at Todd Stock, he had referred to the, I believe it's Ram Das, Be Here Now, and our song was right now here. But of course, Todd's like, "Oh, that Van Halen!" Ha <laughs> ha! And I was oh. like, "No, no, it's not. I'm bald-headed, and Sammy Hagar's got a lot of hair." Uh, but nevertheless, we played it, we performed it, and post-festival, uh, I already knew that I was connected. Uh, there was so many people I was connected to, and the thing about it is, Kevin Bushman and his amazing guitar playing, Trace and his passion and his bass, it, it just made sense that I wanted to bring these guys into something new into our record label. And it became more than that. It was this ideal of community. It's what Debbie summer always preaches. It's, you know, the music may be wonderful, but it's the idea that we're all together doing this thing. And I just want to incorporate musicians. And that's how it initiated was just bringing in new friends, uh, musicians. I met at Todd stock, uh, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them that are in and will be in further projects down the road as well. So uh, the ideal is bigger than it is today, but it is also about uh, the best quality music we can provide the listeners, uh, hoping that they'll dig what we do. So there's a lot of eclectic, eclectic material out there, Doug. Okay, so that's how it began. What is it exactly? It's a it's a it's a music group of fans producing music. I mean, what is um, it exactly? Well, it's members of, of the Todd fan base who are musicians. Uh, okay. Some of them are co-engineering their own tracks and music. 
Uh, just think of White Knight, and we're all doing a lot of this on Pro Tools. Uh, everybody's okay. creating their own tracks. They're sending them in to San Francisco, where our main studio is. And then we have those opportunities, uh, like we had earlier in this year, where uh, Prairie Prince, who's right down the street from our studio, came in to record drum tracks. Uh, and I flew out from Chicago, and Trace came in from Seattle, and we all laid down some tracks. Kevin Bushman was there. Uh, so we'll record as a group, we'll record remotely. The idea is just put it all together and keep making great music and give everybody the opportunity to be a writer in one form or the other. Okay, that makes sense. So you end up, everybody gets together, you find people you want to add, and you produce music. Are you going to make albums? Are you going to put digital downloads? How's that going to work from, from there? Well, it, Perform it's live? On, you know, it, it, because we're an independent, uh, it costs a lot to make a record. We're self-funding, aside from the fact that, you know, for the first time we threw out an Indiegogo campaign. Um but we'll do the best we can with based on how the core is going to fund itself. So if we want Prairie on a record, we're going to have to give him some money, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, right away, we recognized that we wanted the best production possible. So we reached out to Jordan Zadaranzi in Canada, who is Blinker to Star. Um, he's an amazing independent artist who is an amazing producer who worked with the likes of Chris Cornell, as an example. So we have top-notch production as well. <laughs> we're going to keep building it, keep building the community. Um, we have a pre, we have a meeting set up for September for the second project, Conduit of Equality, which is going to be focusing on um, women writers. So L Crash is coming in. We have Lexi Stern, Kathleen Forsythe. It continues to grow. We want it just to holistically continue to be something that grows and grows and get as many folks as we can involved um, that we can afford to do. So Conduit of Humanity is just the name of the first, I guess for lack of a better term, album? It's not a, the, it's the it's not a group name? The, the group is the Conduit of Humanity Music Project. Okay. Um, the, the first album is Zen Cage. Okay, and the second album will be Conduit of Equality, I see. Right? Am I yeah, right? so the name okay. of the project keeps shifting, as will the name the album title. It's not vinyl for this go-round. It'll be CD and digital download. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, and then Spotify, iTunes, all, all the all the normal pieces uh, right. so, that you have the delivery available. Is the Indiegogo uh, campaign, is that to finance the this recording? Or I keep hearing something about that you guys are going to be performing at HempFest. Is it to pay for your trips to go to HempFest? Yeah, I'm I'm the fat redheaded version of Steely Dan minus one um, is what I've always been, uh, which means that we've always been studio musicians with very few performances. It's all about the recording process. So this go around, Trace Tedrick, um, who is on this call, who can talk more about Hempfest, um, is is really good friends with the CEO, the, uh, the origin of Seattle Hempfest, and uh, he got us a spot there. So. I reached out to grab as many conduits as possible, and we have 10 showing up for this performance in August. Nice. Trace, tell us something, Trace. What do you know? Uh, Well, <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> uh, about Hempfest? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. 
Um, this is the 28th annual uh, Hemp Fest. It's uh, it's been a, an event that's that's been growing uh, for a long time in in, in importance, uh, I think. And uh, I've had uh, uh, this will be my third one actually. Uh, so it's been almost 25 years since uh, since I actually stepped on stage there, almost to the day. And I think it's uh, really cool to do it with this band. Uh, it means a lot to me. So I'm, I, I'm assuming there there will be. Will y'all ever be in the same room together to to rehearse all this so that you can perform live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be ready. All right. Tell y'all us how we can of... how can we participate in the um, Indiegogo campaign. Well, I believe Cassie may have added that link to the chat room. <laughs> Well, there's no you know, there's no way to add links, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's all over. If you go to Facebook and Conduit of Humanity, it's there. Um, okay, so you have a Facebook page, all right? Yeah, or you can email me; yeah. I'll figure it out. Um, okay, so so Hemp Fest will be a uh, the band will be deemed Conduit of Humanity, and it will feature people that we know, like Trace, yourself, Lexi Stern, maybe CLB, some other people. And is the uh, is Ken the music Shapiro is the music? Yep. Okay, is the music I I mean, do you do you look at it or or I don't know, for lack of a better term, promote it as we're influenced by Todd, or is this just a music thing and we just happen to all be Todd fans? There are some songs that have, uh, I would say, uh, a influence towards Todd. Um, I mean, we brought in Gil Esaias, asked him that he would play it on a song, which what I called it just all of a sudden became sort of like a modern day fix your gaze, as an example. And it made Ooh. sense. And, and what my job is is to find musicians to fill in spots. Um, our big title track, it had a lot of yes influence on it, so it made sense. Uh, and I reached out to Bruce Whetstone because of his ability at playing bass. So the, it's it's basically me identifying individuals. There's uh, some of our material from AAA Battery. Uh, I My favorite Todd song of all time is I Think You Know. And I wrote a song that just... I felt that same way writing it and playing it as I did listening. So that that would be an example of what Todd, uh, how Todd influences me personally. Okay, so we we need to play some of this music, but let me let me just make sure I'm clear here, uh, because a lot of people listening don't know names that you're saying. They don't know who AAA Battery is. They don't know who Lexi Stern is. Um, most of them probably know who CLB is. He's been around a while. Uh, the so you already had things going as a musician. You go to Toddstock West. You meet other musicians at this camp, and you say we should do something together, and it that becomes conduit of humanity, which continues to grow. And you will add other fans, Todd fans, into this at some point, maybe for the second, third type, for lack of a better term, albums that you do. And you're going to make your first performance at Hemp Fest. Am I on target here with that summary? That is correct. And you called yourself ignorant there for a second. <laughs> you <laughs> well, nailed it. You nailed you know, it. Now I've got it. Okay. All right. No, so that's, here we go. That's that's yes, sir. So you're, you're, like, you're not a Todd tribute band. You're Todd, you're Todd fans that are musicians 
that are doing your music together, influenced by Todd, obviously, because you're Todd fans, influenced by other people you're you're uh, into as well, I'm sure. And you're going to take this further, and you've, in, you've invested in this. You have some type of studio, am I correct in that? We have uh, two studios. One's a video studio, uh, recording studio in Redwood City, and one in Kelseyville, uh, California, which is about two hours west of uh, Camp Navarro. And then I'm in okay. Chicago with my mini studio. So I, I have one in Naperville, which is a southern suburb of Chicagoland. So why, why do you have two in California? Because my best friend moved there, and he has all the money. Okay. Um, all right. I and and I have a big in family and two dogs and an aunt. So <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> dynamics. <laughs> I got you. All right. So yeah, we, we, we have, do the best we can. <laughs> I got you. All right. So I think we understand, hopefully. If anybody has any questions in the chat room, let me know. So we have we have a, a, a group music. If you're interested, I assume people that are not part of this yet, there are still room for people to become involved that are uh, musicians in the Todd community. Am I right? Yes, we have new uh, friends, fans uh, that are ready and loaded for our September meetings for our next project. The other thing to mention is that with this Indiegogo campaign, I put out a perk that I would write a song for you. That's what it's literally called. And I had no idea that would be the most popular perk. So I have eight songs in queue uh, nice. that need to be written. Now, <laughs> some of these are Trace took two of them, and he's writing two songs as we speak. And we'll be playing some of that for us when we get there. Um, and then we have uh, Bruce Whetstone, who is coming up with some bass part for a song uh, along with his contribution. So it's uh, but you got Michael Redmond, who's out in California, and, and he wants oh, a song really? written for him. So, okay, uh, right, yeah. he just yeah he wanted a song, and I gave him a, I just sent him a mini draft of an idea of something, and, and he's like, go for it. So nice. so I'll be busy. Um, okay, but that's the thing is it, it's wide open. It, it's a creative space. Um, mm -hmm. To any and all writers are welcome that want to be part of this project, um, mm -hmm. and that's where our September meetings will go to number yeah. two. Our record is ready. It went to mastering. It'll be out August 16th, so we're very excited. Yeah. So here, here's the cool thing about this, one of the cool things of many things, is how Todd Stock is a game changer. All of them, not just the first one, all of them have a new – we just talked to Mark Moe. He's going to continue to do Todd Stock East in a sense. You guys have created this deal from Todd Stock West. I could go on and on. The other cool thing about it is that Todstock West brings in new and old, and I don't mean that by age. CLB has been a fan for decades. CLB has been a player in the Todd community for God knows how long. Probably the first person to throw a Todd fan party with Todd there, as a matter of fact. You know, Michael Redman's new to the scene. Lexi Stern's new to the scene, but she's going to debut as a guitarist for She-Ra at our Akron party. It, it you're new to this thing. Trace has been a bass player in Love and Akron Throw Money for years. Has been around for a long time. So it's this mix of doesn't matter when and where you started. Doesn't matter how long you've been a Todd fan or whether you saw Raw or not. All that matters is you love Todd. You're a musician, and you want to be part of this community. You want to be part of this, and we'll find a way to work you in. Most likely, that's that's the coolness of this deal. And it all starts with this idea. That Michelle had, to, or Todd maybe, to throw a party for himself 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing how, <laughs> how forward it's moved. And it's, it's just great. But 
Let's um. So now that everybody knows what this is, I hope. If I know, then you know, because I'm I'm not a musician and I'm I'm not I wasn't in the loop on this deal, so I feel like I know. Uh, let's play some of the music, and I want you to tell me a little bit. I'm gonna start with right here, n- right now here, which makes me think of Van Halen. Right now, by Van anyway. Halen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with that, I guess. But anyway, I want to no. sing it, but I'm not. Yeah. So you don't want me singing on any of your albums. All right, so tell me a little bit about this clip. It's a couple minutes. Who's on it? What do we need to know? Uh, we have Kevin Bushman playing all of the amazing guitar all all around my rhythm parts. Uh, Trace Tedrick is playing the bass on this. And, again, this is, this is the first track that we all did together. Uh, the drumming is our resident drummer in San Francisco, Jer- Jerry Pelser. Uh, so he's not part of the Todd community, but he is our studio drummer. So when Prairie's not available, it would be Jerry that does the drums. Okay. Um, I'm doing the vocals here. This song was originally written for Todd Stock and had more of a country appeal to it. This is the what you would consider the prog redo of the song, uh, just to uh, basically make it more coherent with the rest of the songs on the album. I got you. All right, so as a Todd Stock West participant, Kevin Bushman played a major role a leadership role and an active role in the bands, the fan bands, and the performances at Todd Stock West. Since then, he's got really involved, and in, uh, Deb Summer has joined with him for. He does a lot of gigs in California, um, you know, in the music scene over there, and she's joined him, and some other fans have been able to meet, watch him, or join him, and do some singing. So uh, you're going to get to know Kevin if you haven't already. I know some of you haven't met him yet, but uh, he's not going anywhere. So here we go. Let's, without further ado, and I'm going to. Um, we're gonna play this clip. We'll be right back. Done. Sounds very 
60-ish Beach Boys mixed together. It's pretty cool. Who does that guitar solo? That's Kevin Bushman. That's pretty awesome. Excellent. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's song number one. So because of time, I'm going to rush this because I want to make sure we get all of them in. This one, the next one you got is Silence, and it's spelled S-I-G-H, which I assume is on purpose. Give me a little bit of scoop on that song and who's on it. This is a tribute to, so in Tadstock, um, I had just completed my training for meditation and offered meditation to uh, all the folks there. So there was one day, uh, the first session was about 30 folks, including David Jessup and Michelle Rungren and Kathy Lee and uh, a bunch of other wonderful humans. And I, I was just like, here, we can all just be in the silence and accept everything. And in the world that we're in, people are just spinning around and frustrated and so this is about that. It's about a response to the importance of meditation. Uh, this is Debbie Summers. She wanted to go to Hempfest to sing the la di da das in the song uh, because it's very Partridge family, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the one little clip on this, uh, aside from what I consider Trace's best bass I've ever heard, is that Prairie Prince came in one morning with his snare drum he used for the Skylarking uh, sessions and Ooh. used that to record this song. So the drumming is spectacular. Yeah, it is. He's, you know who he is more than I do. But uh, we, having him there and and his performances are are a game changer for us. So this is one of our two singles. All right, here we go.
stuff there. I like it. Everybody's giving uh, good reviews in the chat room. Yep. Thumbs up. Yep. Awesome. They're all over uh, the place, A little so. shout out to Maggie Coco did the background, the high-end background vocals there, and she is a uh, partner of uh, Kevin Bushman on the music scene and is science for sociopaths. So there's another example of somebody Kevin brought in, and uh, she did that one little part, but she's part of the conduit. So uh, it who, made a big difference on that song. I'm sure you probably already said it, but who was the lead singer? That's me. That was you for that one, all right. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was Elvis Costello there for a second. Yeah, I know. I look that? like it, too. If you've ever seen my yeah, pictures, man. it's uh, – <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's good like stuff. Like I ate Elvis Costello. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we um, um, Trace, how about we get you involved in this deal? Let's let's look at, let you talk about the next song. It's called Apathinus. Apathy, I guess. Apathinus. Is that how you say it? Apathinus. I think I'm gonna throw that one to Fred. You gonna leave that to Fred? Yeah. Okay, Fred, give me that. What's on that one? That's a pathiness. So uh, apathy, the lack of concern. Apathy. Um, you know, okay. and there's a theme here too. All, the requirement for lyrics for these songs is to have some sort of a solution, not just whining and complaining or love songs. It's these are ideas that that we want to take hold and be able to actually keep in a notebook. So uh, this was, uh, I guess, our attempt to reconstruct one of uh, Prairie Prince again coming in and doing some amazing drums, but we had to switch the song and rewrite it uh, for certain reasons. And mm-hmm. this is what became of it. Our original core, Joe Madex, Sam Shower, and myself from Chicago, uh, working with uh, Prairie Prince's drum tracks. Jordan, the producer, also plays some uh, – what I asked him to do is try to play some keys that sound like something off of state. Uh, and that's what this song is. Okay. So so tell me how to pronounce it again. Apathiness. Apathiness. It's Here a made-up word. Here. You can't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not <laughs> sure what to do. I get it. You're going with the apathy. You're going with the sigh. I get it. I like it. Okay, here we go.
Well, that is kind of trippy. I was enjoying that. Very pretty. Oh, thank you. That was, uh, you know, my my uh, guitar player Sam. I I think he's listened to a lot of Initiation over and over again, yeah. and um, I think he wakes up with ideas those heavy guitars from the Initiation period, and I think he channeled that well. Um, yeah, it was a special song because we weren't even going to put it on there. It was just going to be ours to keep. But when Prairie said he is okay with that drum track, we're like, well, we got to do this then. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. I, you know, I'm listening through my telephone right now um it's kind of difficult to pick up all you know like the drums or whatever but uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go and actually listen to the actual recording i guess now so uh, i'll be definitely excited to look into it um okay either one of you guys want to tell us about the next song which is i think we're going to play thanks for going all out does that yes and i Yes, thanks for going all out. And I think what Trace isn't gonna probably be able to talk to these ex- until we get the candle, light a candle. So I'll just jump in and give something quick here. This okay. is uh, the last of the three Prairie Prince tracks, and uh, this is my friend Sam doing the main vocal. It's a complete departure from the rest of the album. Um, I love what he did because lyrically the song is just incredible. It's it's the last song of side two. There's three sides to this. And I'll explain that later. The other mention is the horns are played by Tim Jones. If uh, Cheer Accident is a local band in Chicago, which is, they were just to give you an example, they were produced by Steve Albini, who did Nirvana. They are one of the greatest bands. Imagine Gentle Giant, Yes, and uh, uh, Nirvana, uh, and Chicago with the horns heavy, um, putting together original material. That's Cheer Accident. And you'll hear all of these horns from this man on the end of the song, which is why I'm featuring this clip. So, have Okay, we're, we're talking about thanks for going all out, correct? That is correct, yes. Oh, okay, all right. Well, like we got about a minute of that. Let's give it a listen, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, 
Let's see. Let's go with counterclockwise. Either one of you guys want to tell me about that one? Brad? Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> counterclockwise was Joe's song. So our main producer from Rescord, this is his contribution um, writing-wise. He is a bass player, one of many within Conduit. And uh, when this song was put together, I said, listen, let me try to reach out to Gil and see if he'd want to even play something. And I, Gil said, yeah, I'll check out the track. And two days later, he's like, I'll play something for it. Sure. Uh, that man is just unbelievable. I mean, right? I mean, everything with this yeah. man and his new music. And it's just mind-blowing how wonderful he is and, and what a soul. Um, so he turned around a, a keyboard solo. Hence, I'm only featuring the end of the song. Uh, but you will hear some guitar s- swells in here that are reminiscent of the Fix Your Gaze song. And that's just what it reminds me of. But Ooh. check out what the guitar does and then how it switches over to Gil. It's a really special uh, treat for the listeners. Love Fix Your Gaze. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Struck a nerve there, boy. All right. Well, let's <laughs> listen to uh, Counterclockwise then. Be right back. Super guitar heavy. I love it. And what a score to get Gil. I mean, just like that, boom. You got your great synth keyboard player. How cool is that? Gil wasn't at Toddstock West, was he? Uh, no. That was forensic okay. justice. Yeah. How did you score that, Fred? You with us? Oh, you, you know what? I'm here? sorry. I was on oh, there. You go. I'm here. Sorry about that. Oh, you beat yourself. Um, yeah, okay. We got, yeah. We got bad storms. Um, uh, I met uh, Gil via Instagram and uh, started talking about his music and just loved everything he was doing. And obviously, the Todd reunion, it was just mind-blowing. I was second row there and saw him 
play communion with the sun and I had to have somebody shovel my head off the floor. <laughs> so um, it was special. And I just asked him and he's just a nice individual and he, there was no reservation. He jumped right in. That's awesome. He's a, uh, what a, what a great score that was for Todd and company to find him when Ralph got sick. Just unbelievable. Ralph, by the way, is back on Facebook. If you keep up with Ralph Shuckett, apparently he's doing better. So that's good news. All right, tell me a little bit about Light a Candle. Trace? Well, uh, Light a Candle, I think, is the last – I think that's the last song that we recorded, right, Fred? That's correct. For the record? Yeah. Um, that was uh, – that's another Sam song that uh, I think is really it's, – uh, it's really super cool. The, uh, uh, the, the part for me – came super easy i had it in uh in like an hour it just seemed so natural with the song it's uh i think it's really well written awesome who else anybody else on the song that we know fred trace uh just trace fred. right yeah just me yeah uh, it's really bass heavy uh, yeah, awesome. It is bass heavy, unless unless you think you know me now, Doug, because I'd like to think I know you. Um, then it <laughs> would be to. two of us. <laughs> all right, yeah. It's all about the bass, about the bass. All right, here we go. Light a candle. <laughs> Candles that uh, violin I hear. Yes, it what is. is that? Yes, huh? that's David Ziegler. He does a lot of extra musicianship. Um, what did you think of the keyboards on that? Uh, nice, Bowie-ish. Some people say Joe Walsh. People say. So, yeah, shame on me for not saying that. That is Ken Shapiro. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. So Ken played uh, uh, all the keyboard treatments on that, and uh, he has been a wonderful resource. Um, and he's another, just another gentleman. I'm just so lucky to all of a sudden meet everybody in the world in October last year, and uh, <laughs> we're all still a part of each other's lives. It's insane. Yeah. That's all. I, I don't know. That's very cool. All right. So, speaking of Ken, you got two choices here. We're going to do Conduit of Humanity. You have two clips. You have Ken, and you have KLB, or maybe that's CLB. I'm not sure. Um, that's Kathy Lee. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, yeah. Okay. So which one do you want, Ken or Kathy? Well, I think Kathy, uh, the Ken has that Rush solo at the end, uh, which you can listen to at another time. I, I think mm-hmm. it's important to know that Kathy drove out here with uh, Kurt from Kenosha to Chicago to record 30 seconds of music. <laughs> That's who Kathy Lee is, obviously, to a lot of folks. But uh, I've she brought a painting. She gave me a, I mean, who does that, you know? <laughs> Um, It'll be. But let's feature, let's feature Kathy Lee because uh, it's special. Okay. All right. Well, and, then she'll uh, be there coming out with Ken's. Bruce is on base here? As well. Yes, okay, sir. Okay, anybody else? Uh, CLB, Bruce Whetstone. Uh, Fred. Eight Ann? other people. Some of my friends locally are on here. Um, gotcha. Yeah, we got Jordan, Ziegler, Joe, Sam, Steve, Charles. There's like 11 people on this song. Wow. All right. The debut of CLB. Dun dun dun. Sometimes it's hard listening to these little clips because you kind of <laughs> just get into it and then yeah, then we got to move on and it's like oh wait a minute I, that sort of sounded like something but I can't put my finger on it you yeah. know that had that's an of eleven minute song with four parts and Mel uh, just send me your email and messenger and I will give you some of the masters oh that you had, sweetie that had some definitely had some rush flair to it actually from the newer stuff I would call it that's cool. Even though I don't know if that's what your intent was, that that had, um, uh, yeah. Sorry, we got Ken, which I think you said was the what you said was Rush, right? Ken Shapiro's conduit. Uh, yes. Well, it's Ken Shapiro plays the piano. It's about eight musicians all together, and the producer Jordan from Blinker to Star. Who? It's his birthday today. Um, okay. I asked him to do something in the style of Alex Lifeson. And at the time, he was going through a personal thing, and this is probably my favorite guitar solo ever. And I'm not including Todd, so don't get me wrong. In terms of the Rush style, I've never heard anybody do it like him. He nailed it. Nice. I'm looking forward to this then. All right, here we go, folks. This is Conduit of Humanity, clip two. Oh, 
is huge. Wow. I think we needed about 20 more instruments on that one. I think yeah. it was so short. <laughs> yeah, you Crazy might have to right start now. calling yourself an orchestra soon. <laughs> that sort of just took a, a mind of its own and just ran away um, and turned into something completely different. So uh, we're really happy with it. Yeah, and, and well, you should be. And, uh, of course, all the, all the participants. Trace, I want to get you talking for a little bit. Uh, do you have anything to, to uh, add to the commentary about Filthy Ocean? Sounds like it might be a tree hugger kind of song. Uh, yeah, I would, except I, I think I didn't play on it, so I think that's going to oh. be Fred's. <laughs> <laughs> you go for it, Fred. Filthy Ocean um, uh, features Amalia Lugo Fuentes, which is a 17-year-old singer who was starting out as an intern in our studio and had, not only is performing at Hempfest and on five of these tracks, uh, but is also working on a solo record, had just got a music scholarship for college. It's just a special talent. Um, and at the last second, we realized we needed a better bass, not a better bass, um, a funkier bass for the part, something that had a little grit, and Lexi Stern came to the rescue literally the last day of recording, and that's what this track is. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. All right. Let's see if we can give this one a listen. This is called Filthy Ocean. young lady she was the lead singer in that song yes that's correct that's amalia okay great she's 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 gonna go far that's a cool voice she's got there was she saying that the filthy ocean is making her insane i couldn't really understand 
Yes, built in my brain, making me insane. It's it's an environmental message with a metaphor wrapped into it, in an yeah. enigma with bacon on the side and some scrambled eggs. If anybody's hungry, because <laughs> I share them. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> okay, um, we've only got like six minutes left, left. So let's just we've got two more song clips to do. Uh, whichever one of you guys wants to talk about. No law. Please start talking. You want to talk about uh, that, Trace? Uh, even though um, there are there are no performers from Tadstock other than myself on this, but it is a Hempfest related song. <laughs> Trace. Well, I mean, uh, that's you know, Fred knows a lot more about this one than uh, than I do. I mean. Uh, uh, I think that he wrote it, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll go from there. This is our single, um, and this is a clip from that, and uh, we are featuring this at Hempfest. Oh, cool. Okay. All right, everybody ready? Strap yourselves in. Here we go. We got to play this last one. Everything is cosmic and Navarro. I definitely want to play that one because it obviously has something to do with Todd Stockwest since Navarro is in the deal. So before we do that though, because that's about a minute and a half, we got about three minutes. Let's remind everybody this is Conduit of Humanity. You can get their music. How, Mister Fred? You can get the music uh, by joining the Indiegogo campaign, which is on the Conduit of Humanity Facebook page. Uh, or you can uh, just send me a message direct, Fred Jeske, J-E-S-K-E. Uh, the link is all over the place. So uh, even Kathy Lee is sharing it today live. So uh, anywhere you want to get it, just find me or find Conduit of Humanity or Rescord Recording Label. And, uh, and be, be happy to talk to you, too, anybody who's out there. Excellent. You can also contact me if you are confused about any of that, and I'll hook you up with the right people. Doug at RungerRadio.com or mail me at cruiser mail actually at RungerRadio.com no, no, if you need. No, me. no, no. Mail? You said you know, Doug. You screwed that up last week. It's yeah. mail at RungerRadio. Oh, M E L. 
at cruiser at runnerradio.com. Whatever. It's been a long time since I said that address. Or cruisermail at yahoo.com. That's easier. Anyway, I digress. So tell us a little bit about everything is cosmic in Navarro. That'll be our last one, and we will call it a day. Been a good show. Thanks well, for being I want to I want to hand it off to Trace, but I do want to say that Debbie uh, does sing and perform on this, and it is the beautiful uh, third voice that you'll hear on the track. Mark Mo Love is on this as well. Trace is on bass, and uh, we have Doug Flory with a percussion cymbal, little underlying bongo, and this was the last part of right now here. Uh, performed at Tostock, which was recreated to end this record. So thank you. Trace? All right. Excellent. Trace? You stole my okay. thunder, Fred. <laughs> anyway, well, oh, you know, we wanted, we wanted to include this because it was uh, because we did play it at Toddstock, and it was a different kind of – we wanted to get as close to the original version that we uh, played in the, at Toddstock West. So we just mm-hmm. wanted to get a little bit of that. Uh, just to uh, just in honor of uh, our getting a chance to meet and uh, create some uh, some new music. Excellent. All right. Well, Trace and Fred, we appreciate y'all being on Conduit of Humanity. That's a wrap. We enjoyed everybody listening to Rungan Radio. We'll be back soon. Thanks so much. This is Everything is Cosmic in Navarro. Right now, yeah. Everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com.